Hi, I'm Richard, the founder of 10 Adventures, and this is the 10 Adventures podcast. Each week, we talk to real people about real adventures as they explore this incredible planet we all live on. Welcome back to the 10 Adventures podcast. I'm looking out my window and the first snow of the year is about to start here in Calgary and it's officially unstoppable. Winter is coming. While winter is wonderful, I know at a certain point I, like many others, start longing for some sun and warm weather. That's why each year I book a warm weather holiday for the family to look forward to. So on those cold days we can't even go outside, we know we have some pleasure ahead. Today we're going to talk about a really great option to enjoy a warm weather holiday in the winter, Costa Rica. And here to share everything we need to know about Costa Rica is Federico Solano from Horizontes Nature Tours, a boutique tour operator in Costa Rica. Hi Federico, welcome to the podcast. Hello Richard, thank you for having me here. I'm excited to learn more about Costa Rica because it's actually a place I've never been to. Uh, And so it's a place everyone says... you you got to go to Costa Rica. It's incredible. So why do so many people here in Canada and the US just adore Costa Rica? What makes it so different from the other destinations in the Caribbean and Central America? Yes, Richard. And and me as a Costa Rican makes me very proud and excited because when I get the opportunity to travel abroad, everybody has been to Costa Rica or everybody wants to come to Costa Rica. And, you know, it's incredible incredible because we're a tiny country. We're about 50,000 square kilometers, but we're so diverse. We're so diverse. So you can be at the Caribbean side this morning and then cross to the Pacific side for dinner. And in between, you can find rainforest, cloud forest, dry forest, volcanoes, hot springs. And, of course, uh, uh, the key ingredient here in Costa Rica, it's nature and adventure. But also the Costa Ricans, the Costa Ricans are a very authentic group of people, very welcoming, that also add that extra mile in your vacation, making you feel at home, making you feel welcome. Uh, Wow, that's an incredible description of Costa Rica, Federico. It sounds incredible. Um, You talked a little bit about the diversity. And so, you know, if I'm thinking of the country, you know, where is it located in Central America? And then... Are there different regions? Is there like a a part of the country that's known for volcanoes, a part of the country that's known for the rainforest? And like, how does it all fit together for a a tourist who might just be looking at a map? Okay, okay. We're we're in the middle of Central America. Uh, We're next to Panama, where the Panama Canal is located. So we're in the middle of the tropics. And again, such a small country, we have a diversity of small microclimates. So we have... Incredible Pacific beaches on the Pacific side. Then we have the Central Mountain Range where the volcanoes are located. And we have over 100 volcanoes from north to south of Costa Rica. A few of them are active, but most of them give this amazing uh, landscape uh, to, uh, to the journeys. And then we have the Caribbean side. The Caribbean side uh, at the north, Uh, has become our, we call it our little Amazon region, because to access Tortuguero, which is the name of the little village, you have to go by boat, you have to access by boat. And then you have all this amazing uh, um, wildlife, really typical from the area. 
than the South Caribbean. It's one of our hidden gems. Uh, it's a place with amazing tiny beaches uh, with incredible watercolors, different types of sand, one next to the other, a very laid back community. To sum it up, we have a central mountain range with the volcanoes and the highest peaks in Costa Rica, the highest peak being 4,000 meters high, the, the Chiripó National Park, which you can actually hike. It takes a day to, to go to the, to the top and then a day to go back down. And we have the, the, the Northern Lowlands, uh, where we have amazing iconic destinations like Arenal, where the Arenal Volcano is located. And the, and the Monteverde Cloud Forest as well. And then we have the Pacific side and the, and the Caribbean side. The Pacific is the largest one with over 1,000 kilometers of extension and many different types of beaches. It's incredible how the northern side of the Pacific region of Costa Rica, which is the one that has a bit more of development. This is where we have some of the few uh, resorts that we have in San Jose, in Costa Rica, sorry. Uh, but even though these are resorts, these are different type of resorts. Uh, they are very eco-friendly, I would say. And that's, some, that's also a characteristic that we can talk later about Costa Rica. But then we have the, the, the most biodiverse part of the country, which is in the South Pacific. It's called the Osa Peninsula. That's where the Corcovado National Park is located. Amazing place for nature. Hiking through the rainforest is it's one of the best experiences in this area, uh, but also for wildlife observations. You can see tapirs, monkeys, uh, when it's whale watching season, dolphins, and it's one of our top places for scuba diving. So yes, it's, it's a mix. It's a mix. Uh, um, so I can assure you that your journey in our country will be very fun, very diverse, very enjoyable. Uh, that sounds incredible. It sounds like, you know, it's a place you can spend. It's not a one week destination. There's so much. It's like a one month destination to go and explore all these incredible things. Absolutely. Um, we have had uh, travelers uh, coming to Costa Rica for one week and it's never enough. Then two weeks, it's not enough. Three weeks, it's never enough. Even myself, I've been here for many years, believe me, and I still have to go and discover so many other places that I haven't been to. Now, you mentioned rainforest, and that always really interests me because there's some, you know, uh, rainforest, not warm weather ones here in, in Canada, and they're super, super incredible because they're just so alive. But what's a tropical rainforest like in Costa Rica? Like what, what can people expect to see and like what's the experience like? It's an immersion. It's an immersion to the lush, greenest part of Costa Rica, I guess. It's the heart and lungs of, of Earth, of Mother Earth, showing off here in the places where we're lucky enough to have the rainforests. Uh, you have the highest trees, you have the most incredible vegetation. The sound of the forest itself just changes everything, the smell, how moist it is. But then the, I guess the stars are, it's the wildlife. It's the wildlife that, that, that lives and breathes in this in these forests from little, little tiny frogs, uh, like the blue jean frog, uh, snakes, uh, spiders, insects, uh, and, and then the larger animals like pumas and, uh, and tapirs, etc. The birds, we have over 950 different species of birds in such a small um, 
already of, of, of kilometers. So it's an experience itself. And, and I guess what makes it so much worth it, it's that it's an invitation to disconnect, disconnect from our regular busy lives, our Wi-Fi and so many things that we have to do. Uh, it's just a, this an invitation to disconnect and reconnect with nature and, and with life itself. Uh, I love that message. And I was just actually talking last week about here in the Canadian Rockies, the best part is there is no cell phone service. And so when you go into the mountains, you can't be connected. Is it similar uh, to that in some of the rainforest that there is no cell phone service? So even if you want to be connected, your phone's not going to work? It's very similar. It's very similar, luckily, <laughs> luckily <laughs> enough. Uh, so you can use your phone as camera. Uh, and I have a question about these rainforests. Is this normally done as a day trip or are there like eco lodges in the rainforest so you can really immerse yourself for a few days of, you know, it, it's just like, it's like tranquility. It's just, it's you know, it, feel, it feels like it recharges your body. That's the best part, Richard. And I'm glad you brought it up. But yes, you know that over 65% of the hotels that are available in Costa Rica are small lodges, boutique eco lodges and many of them owned by local people. So the best part of the experience is that you will find all these secluded little ecologies in the most incredible settings and landscapes and rainforests. Uh, from budget places to visit to incredible barefoot luxury lodges where you can only access by boat, for example, or that you have to raft, enter whitewater rafting to one of these amazing ecologies. So uh, this is another additional perk of, of visiting Costa Rica, and it's that the ecologists themselves are a whole experience in their own. This isn't like going on booking.com, like you're going to Cancun and you just see like hotels going down the coast for 100, you know, 100 kilometers. With these small ecologists, you kind of got to know where to go because I'm sure there's really great parts of the rainforest or really great parts on these, you know, whitewater rivers. And there's some other places that then aren't as good. Is, is that what you find that having that local knowledge allows you to help people find these, you know, really real gems of, of experiences? Absolutely. Absolutely, Richard. There are destinations all around the world where you can do that. Uh, and, and if you're visiting, you know, an iconic city, why not? Uh, but Costa Rica is a mix of experiences. Uh, it's telling a story. So what better place to look for than a company like yours, where specialists are behind this journey, connecting every dot, because it's not only the lodge, it's the transportation in between lodges. It's what I do in between the lodges also, because there might be a waterfall that nobody knows about, or there might be this incredible little restaurant owned by locals. And it's an amazing gastronomic experience that it's not in any of these uh, internet uh, menus. Um, uh, also tour guides, the local tour guides make the experience so much worth it. Uh, it's the knowledge that they have about history, about nature, about the landscapes. It, it really uh, pays off having a local tour guide guiding parts of your journey or your whole journey. And then, of course, the uh, the safety, the safety uh, that that a company like yours can provide a traveler that is that, that you're going to be that specialists were behind your vacation. I love how you you talk there just about discovering these places you don't find. You don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And for a lot of us, we go to a place once 
And we're expected to figure everything out, even though we've never been to the country, we've never been to any of the cities. Oftentimes we don't speak the language. And uh, what I found is I go back to cities. I realize all the stuff I missed. And so example is Paris. I think of the first couple of times I went to Paris and I, I didn't eat good food. I didn't stay in nice areas. I, you know, I kind of went to the tourist traps and it's only on the fourth or fifth or sixth time where you're like, oh, I was doing it wrong the first few times. And um, I feel like that's almost everywhere, but we just don't realize it. We, we go to a place once and they go, oh, that was pretty good. And we miss all the brilliant and beautiful parts of that country or that destination because we try and, you know, figure it all ourselves. And, and we make a lot of mistakes the first time we do anything. It's destinations like, like Costa Rica definitely need some thought behind. Uh, you know, it, it's an it's the investment for your dream vacation. So why not make it in the best possible way? Uh, you talked a little bit earlier about the volcanoes and, and the hiking opportunities. I'm really interested in that aspect because a lot of these warm weather destinations may not have the ability to go, you know, hike up a volcano or go out mountain biking. And so for people that like to be, you know, really active, what are the options? Well, this is Adventure Central, definitely. Uh, we're a very, very active destination and for from for alternatives for beginners to people that really enjoy adrenaline. Uh, so hiking, it's one of the uh, of the best alternatives. There's actually one example, which is a lovely example, and it's a route that goes from the Pacific, all the, from the Atlantic, excuse me, all the way to the Pacific. This is a 16-day hike where you go through local communities, rural communities, through different types of forests. In some places you camp, in some places you stay in small ecologies, in some places you do homestays with local families, but it's an amazing journey that takes you from uh, from the Pacific, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. But then again, like you said, there are alternatives like hiking the Chirripo, which is the highest peak, uh, and hiking in the rainforest, hiking the cloud forest, uh, mountain biking, uh, whitewater rafting, tubing, zip lining. You name it, we have every option for adrenaline lovers. Uh, I love the sound of that 16 day hike. That's, you know, anytime you can hike across a country, I think that's really cool. Just like it's, it's something, I don't know, there's something in me that appeals, something in that trip that appeals to me. I want to talk a little about, about the ocean because I know people who have gone down to the Pacific side, they said that apparently there's great surfing. You also mentioned whale watching, you mentioned uh, some snorkeling. What can people expect if they want to combine, you know, the rainforest, some hiking, some mountain biking with, you know, a typical beach holiday? Uh, can they get everything they can get in other, you know, destinations in the Caribbean or on the Pacific in, in Costa Rica? So water and beach vacations in Costa Rica are, are also a great opportunity. Uh, and we are bigger uh, in terms of water coverage than land coverage because there is the Caño Island, which is located three days by boat, going by boat from, from the Pacific coast of Costa Rica. To tell you something also different about our country, it's the, it's the beach life and the beaches itself. It's a different landscape. Our beaches are full of nature. They're very lush. In some places, the rainforest falls over the, falls over the sand. Uh, so the experience in, in our beaches are... are are a great opportunity for wildlife observation or even for relaxing and taking your time off in one of these beautiful hotels uh, located beachfront. It's something that has grown exponentially also. Our, these boutique hotels often 
different types of, of experiences like glamping on an island like the Chiquita Lodge in the in the Gulf of of Nicoya. Um, what I can tell you that how Costa Rica is different from other destinations is that we are not an all-inclusive resort type of destination. We're more of an active place where where you can go in the morning uh, on some day tours and then relaxing on, at the beach uh, during the afternoon and enjoying enjoying your uh, your premises. But also, it's a great place for exploring, uh, for going beach hopping, for enjoying the local gastronomy, for enjoying the contact with the local communities. So yes, uh, it's a great place to uh, to enjoy. Our beaches are great places to enjoy, but they give you the opportunity for a more active uh, type of vacation. Uh, that sounds that sounds wonderful, and yeah, just being able to combine all this outdoor activity with a beach holiday, but even then on a, on each day, you know, going up and going to the rainforest or going for a long hike and then coming back and, you know, enjoying a dip in, in the ocean just sounds, sounds incredible. Um, what's the weather like, you know, are there certain times of the year that Costa Rica is better to, to go to, or are there certain, is it, you know, divided based on the, um, the part of the country you go to when the best time to go is? We are basically a, a, a year-round destination to visit. We have very well-defined uh, seasons. We have the dry season and the wet season, which we call now the green season. The green season goes from May to, to October, being October the rainiest month during the year. And then we have the dry season going from November to April. Uh, if you're looking for a greener type of of experience then the green season is the time to come to costa rica uh, it's also a, a, you'll see less travelers uh, during your your journey uh, your journey in the country and uh, basically what the difference is that you will have sunny mornings and little showers in the afternoon the good thing is that our rain is very warm and uh, so it's not cold rain and then the dry month, the dry months going from November to April, perfect for beach experiences and for a drier type of, of vacation. And when I say dry, don't picture a, a desert. No, dry here, it's it's always green, um, but less rain. And October can be the rainiest month, like I mentioned, but still we have people that really enjoy having the hikes in the rainforest with a little rain. Yeah, so I was, I'm really interested. In the drier season, does the rainforest change dramatically or is it still just as vibrant and lush as it is the rest of the year? It basically is. It's basically, it's very vibrant and lush. Definitely in the green season, it's even more. Uh, and then we have a very particular dry rainforest in the North uh, Pacific side of Costa Rica, which starts to turn a bit drier, a little more brownish uh, during the dry season, but that's the way the dry forest uh, goes. Uh, well, that sounds incredible. For people that want to come to Costa Rica, what are the main airports to, to come to? And then what's it like to, to get around in the country? We have two international airports. Uh, one, it's in, in the city, in San Jose, the San Jose International Airport. Uh, and then we have... Um, the Guanacaste Airport at the North Pacific uh, beach side of, of the country. Uh, we have over 80 direct flights from Canada and, and the United States uh, every week. So I guess we're a very accessible country coming from North America. 
we could say that we're almost a domestic destination because it's very <laughs> one flight away. And then going by, going by Costa Rica, it depends, uh, it depends on what type of traveler you are. So uh, we have many people coming here uh, and they hire a local uh, uh, tour guide driver uh, to take them on the journey throughout the country. You can also rent your own car and, and drive your own experience, all the accessibility from GPS and Waze and all the all these tools. It's accessible to get around the country. Um, we can be a very small country, but roads are different. So they might be a bit curvy and helps hills up and down. Uh, so it might take you some time going from one destination to the other. So it's always good to have the uh, the, the knowledge of the travel agent behind you, telling you how to how to do your journey, and then we have uh, companies, private companies that uh, drive these buses from from one hotel to the other, which is also a, a more budget um, alternative, and then the local transportation. But uh, <laughs> that's if you want to have a really authentic experience and you're full of patience and time. <laughs> So I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go for that one. <laughs> uh, it might be fun for one journey, but if you're planning your whole trip on the local transportation, uh, you may end up spending more time on the bus than you do on the beach or in the rainforest. It sounds like. Correct. If someone is thinking of, you know, maybe one week or ten days in Costa Rica, you know, how would you, you know, if, if someone's coming for their first time, how would you suggest planning a trip? What are some of the can't miss activities or can't miss places? that is going to allow them to see a lot of Costa Rica, but also, you know, enjoy this, you know, relaxation, this wellness aspect that they're not just constantly doing stuff. I guess Costa Rica is a destination for nature, definitely nature adventure. Uh, and we're not that well known for beaches, but it's something that you cannot miss. Uh, so you need to experience the rainforest. You need to experience nature in Costa Rica and all the, all the possibilities there are, like zip lining, water rafting, mountain biking, etc., and just getting to know the the local landscape and, and the wildlife and nature. And you have to end your vacation at one of our beautiful beaches, relaxing, disconnecting, and resting a little bit from the active side of the of the beginning of the journey. Uh, some of our highlights uh, in Costa Rica that you have to take into account when. When you start thinking of, of visiting us, uh, a great place to begin your vacation is Tortuguero, the little Amazon region, that I, uh, Amazon region that I mentioned at the beginning. It's a great place to spend two days uh, and seeing the, the green part of Costa Rica. From there, visiting the Arenal Volcano and, and that region also with amazing hot springs, waterfalls. Uh, it's the perfect stop in between. Uh, doing Monteverde cloud forest and getting to experience the uniqueness of a cloud forest. Um, it's also a highlight of our country. And then the, the end of your vacation, definitely closing in one of these beautiful lodges at the beach. It can either be in the North Pacific beaches of Guanacaste. It can be the Central Pacific of Costa Rica, or, or if you're more into, into nature and adventure, of course, at the South Pacific of Costa Rica. Uh, and if you have more time, we can help you explore even deeper our country. 
that sounds like an incredible way to spend uh, eight to ten days. Uh, one thing I always hear about Costa Rica is this uh, Vida Pura, I think it is. Is, is, it, is it Pura Vida or Vida Pura? You got it. Pura Vida. Pura Vida. So, so, so you know, maybe explain what that is and how it kind of impacts, like, the day-to-day life of Costa Ricans. Yeah, Pura Vida. In order to understand that, you have to come and visit us. Once you go back from Costa Rica, you'll totally get the Pura Vida lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle. You know, the, the, the translation itself, it's pure life. But I guess it's the way we Costa Ricans see life. And it's all about uh, valuing and respecting life in all its in all its forms, nature, our neighbors, our families. Uh, we're a very welcoming country, but also uh, we're a country that respects nature, and we know the value of nature. And luckily, we've been leading many international lists and rankings of sustainability and responsibility in many different aspects of. Of, of of how you're measured uh, and the tourism industry it's not an exception so most of the lodges that you visit when you come to costa rica comply with a lot of uh, of criteria in terms of respect to for to nature and people it happens that in 1948 uh, costa rica abolished the army so those funds dedicated to military uh, were dedicated to education and health so from there, we have had generations of people that had the opportunity to access education and that also had the opportunity to, uh, to get medicines. So a, a generation of happy people started living in Costa Rica up to date. Uh, so I guess the happiness, it's the Pura Vida lifestyle. And, and you can get by with the word Pura Vida for almost a whole conversation because it's hi hello how are you you can answer with pura vida anything and you'll get by so that's a pura vida lifestyle oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow that's that sounds so interesting and just you know again there's a little bit of a cultural historical take that you know as you go and exper- experience this with a guide or with a local you just learn more about the country that you know how would you know that unless you had somebody who is from costa rica Federico, you know, you've explored the whole country. Is there like a happy place that you like to go to to get away? And we talked a little bit about wellness and serenity and tranquility. Is there like a specific place where you go just to, to disconnect and relax? That's a tough question because I have several happy places. And for me, the, the beaches in Costa Rica are, are one of those very happy places. Uh, just staring at the sea, uh, feeling the weather. And the local gastronomy also, you know, pampering yourself with a ceviche and a nice cold beer. But uh, if I have more time going to the South Pacific, it's just the perfect place for disconnecting and and feeling the, the greenness, the lush and the peace that, that nature offers in, in my country. But there are many iconic little places that I, I would like to visit. So it's a tough question. Uh, you know, Federico, it's been great hearing all about Costa Rica. And I just, you know, I think of how different it is from other destinations. As a Canadian, you know, we I think by law, we have to go down to someplace warm every winter. And what you've described is is totally different from the rest of uh, the islands and uh, and coastal areas in the Caribbean and, and Mexico. And it just sounds like such, such an exotic and interesting place to go, especially for people who are into adventure and want to do more than just 
uh, drink margaritas on the beach with with a thousand other people. Yes, it, it makes me very proud to be a local Costa Rican, and and I'm not maybe the best person to tell you what why we're different. Maybe one of our happy travelers could could answer better, um, but we are very different. Uh, so love and respect for nature, love and respect for people are key ingredients to have a different this type of destination. Um, and from there, all the assets of nature, biodiversity, adventure, all the ecologist platform in this country are the key basic ingredients for a great, uh, a great journey. Um, being a Pura Vida country will also help a lot in, in your vacation. And something that I forgot to mention, it's our local gastronomy. Um, beautiful food, comforting food that it's just the, the last ingredient you needed in order to uh, to enjoy to enjoy uh, your holidays in Costa Rica. And with one week, you can do it. With more time, of course, you can enjoy it even more. But it's a great place for families. It's a great place for uh, honeymooners. It's a great place for couples, for people just coming on an adventure. So we're at the destination. And uh, just ask your neighbors. I'm sure many of your neighbors have been here and they are the best ambassadors in, t in telling you why we're different and why we're a good destination to visit. Yeah, no, I, again, here in Canada, you hear all the time how great Costa Rica is. And, you know, for me, it's just there's no direct flights from Calgary, but I'm hoping I know our local airline keeps adding them. And so I'm hoping that they're going to add one into Costa Rica so we don't have to go to Govia, Toronto uh, all the time. Uh, Federico, thanks for sharing your expertise and your passion for Costa Rica. It's been great to learn from you here on the podcast today. Thank you, Richard, for the opportunity. And everybody, more than welcome, Dr. Richard. And, and we'll be waiting for you here. Excellent. I'm going to put some uh, some links to what we talked about in the show notes so you can check out some of the places Federico described. And with that, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of the 10 Adventures podcast. We'll be back next week to explore the world and hear about more epic adventures. Listen to other episodes of the 10 Adventures podcast on Amazon Music at amazon.com slash 10 adventures.